This device isn't a spaceship. It's a time machine. Goes backwards, forwards. Takes us to a place where we ache to go again. It's not called the wheel. It's called the carousel. Hello and welcome to the Carousel Podcast. I am your host, Isaac Simpson. We are here another live episode. Right. Second in a row. Here we go. And the second with We're on a roll. The second with uh, Dave Pivtrack. So welcome, Dave. Thank you. So we are here to talk about the Elon Musk lawsuit against Media Matters, um, which is for some claims that we will shortly explain, which is actually not defamation. So people who are saying it's for def- defamation are wrong. The suit is not for defamation. Um, lo- Dave is a fantastic lawyer who does all kinds of great um, civil actions, uh, uh, class actions in our space for things like anti-white discrimination in Amex, uh, anti-Jewish discrimination at, at the Brentwood School, and uh, really cool, um, a guy who's like one of the very few who's fighting the fight actually on the front line. So welcome, Dave. Thanks, buddy. I think Good I said back. welcome twice. Sorry. Uh, and so you also, at the end of this episode, we're going to do uh, an announcement. I'm going to have, yeah, I'm going to have a very special Thanksgiving Eve announcement for uh, for everybody out there because, you know. It's been a dull week for everybody at the office, uh, except me, because justice never sleeps. Justice never sleeps. No. So you got to have something for the folks out there to enjoy Enjoy with their uh, cranberry and pumpkin pie. And turkey. Um, Yeah, we're also drinking a little bit of... And wild turkey. Bourbon, because I'm not drinking at the moment, but I have a work carve out. So when I'm working, which I am now... Uh, I'm allowed to drink. So the more work, the better. Um, <laughs> it's also Thanksgiving. So, you know, give me a break. Yeah. But uh, all right, let's let's dig into this. So I think two days ago, uh, the news broke that Elon Musk has sued Media Matters. The reason that he sued Media Matters is because maybe five or six days ago, Media Matters published one of its little articles. It's actually very short. The, the whole article is maybe 400 words. And it's has screenshots in it of how Twitter serves ads for major brands like Oracle and IBM next to anti-Semitic content. Yeah. Anti-Semitic content. And actually for context, like what what is media matters? Right. Uh, what is how do you how do you even describe media matters? Right. Other than like than being like the scum sucking yeah. of, like a bunch of demons. Yes, just a, like demonic. Like, what do they do? So media Other matters. They try to like destroy Western civilization, <laughs> right? But in its core, media matters is a media manipulation agency. They, of course, would call themselves a media transparency agency, but they collect negative information about the em- enemies, the memonies, the enemies of the left, the enemies of the Dems, and the enemies of pretty much the globalist left-wing establishment that runs the world. So they're very closely related to George Soros's Open Society Foundation. They're closely related to the ADL. These organizations exist to collect information and create basically the modern version of big character posters where they paste Big character posters were something in the Cultural Revolution where they put all your crimes up on the wall against the Communist Party. So basically, they're posting the crimes of enemies of um, the regime up so that um, they are embarrassed and that so brands like IBM and Oracle will pull their money from places like Twitter X uh, in so that that harms Twitter X financially, obviously, because Twitter X is entirely monetized or mostly monetized by advertising. 
So they published one of these pieces a week ago, one of these big character posters against Elon, because, of course, they hate that Elon has opened up a bastion of free speech, has um, taken Twitter back from the bad guys or, you know, from the people who want to control it on behalf of corporations and on behalf of leftists and made it what it's supposed to be, which is the actual public forum and the, the public square where people can say whatever they want, including uh, right wing things and including even uh, th- posts about Hitler, you know, which which God forbid anybody ever sees a single post about Hitler ever, because we're all going to die and every Jew is going to die if anyone sees <laughs> a single post about Hitler, which is, of course, completely ridiculous. And, and as I posted recently, who is that guy? You've never yeah, heard of you know, who's Hitler? Uh, you know, all that's doing is creating a complete cult of celebration and it's emboldening the Groypers, who are the Internet super anti-Semites. Uh, because they start to think in their head, well, wait a second, how come every other group in the world we can say thing bad, bad things about? But it just so happens this one group we can't say anything bad about. And, uh, you know, they're this very powerful group. So all that that does is ultimately get, you know, the the good Jews among us in more trouble because it just feels to them like they're being manipulated, which they are. But, of course, Media Matters does not stand for America and it certainly doesn't stand for Jewish people. It stands for the int. Of course, it doesn't. It's uh, it stands for the interests of again the globalist left wing regime. They're like they're like the Antifa of the media world, right? Like we can't be the bad guys. Aren't it's in our name? We're anti-fascist, right? right? We're anti-fascist. Yeah. You know, fascists we're, are bad. We're we're against disinformation, right? right. Where media matters, right? But really, again, if this is all a guise. For you know, they're saying it's because of these these other reasons, but it's all a guise for power and for making sure that people can't speak out against the regime. So they're saying that uh, you know they stand for for speech and freedom when in fact they stand for censorship of ideas they don't like. And Elon Musk stands, of course, for ideas they don't like. Okay, so um, these lawsuits are rare. Lawsuits like this are rare. Um, because it is very hard to claim in America where we have the first amendment that any speech at all is, uh, censorable. Right. And so people, even on the right, I was arguing with one guy, I forget who on Twitter, who was like, oh, this is bad because this is going to mean journalists can't speak out against, against people like Elon Musk, which is complete BS. Uh, and and I think we'll get into the facts of the case and why that is um, right now. So, 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 yeah, tell us about what the complaint is alleging exactly. Okay, so based based on my understanding of of reading the complaint, which I printed out thirty minutes ago, and <laughs> no, but ba- so basically, what he's saying is that uh, what what. Elon and X are saying is that essentially media matters um, manipulated the algorithm and actually created like these fake accounts in order to intentionally put uh, their posts side by side with, um, so sorry, they wanted to put like the posts of these like fringe, uh, you know, basically like, you know, hardcore Nazi or similar posts next to giant advertisers like uh, Apple, you know, Xfinity, Disney, Oracle, IBM. Yeah. 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 All, all these big companies uh, essentially for the purpose of having them pull the advertising and put X out of business. That's, that's essentially what the complaint uh, alleges, and they go into like great detail about exactly how Media Matters manipulated this content in order to make it happen. And uh, they actually, X actually alleges that uh, for for these giant advertisers to have their ads be put next to, you know, um, you know, f- frog saluting a swastika, uh, it's there's no way for it to happen organically. It has to be manipulated in a very specific way for that to appear. And it lays out in detail, like exactly how this uh, media matters, uh, quote unquote journalist 
made it happen. And do you want to yeah, like, talk about how exactly how they did it? And we can, you know, then we can talk about why, why uh, that may be um, actionable as a tort rather than free speech. Yeah. So, right. Um, okay. So the, the start, I think the way to think of it, about this, th this is all couched in the notion of brand safety, right? So brand safety is this thing that um, I'm trying, I want to find the exact is the thing the exact uh, okay here we yeah, go headline of the article the headline of the article is that in there yeah yeah the exact headline there of the is. article yeah okay so the exact the, or, article so it's by this guy Eric Hananoki um, X so the title of the article is X is placing ads for Amazon. NBA Mexico, NBC Universal, and others next to content with white nationalist hashtags. Actually, no. Oh, okay. So that's a strangely, this is like there's been a few different one? there's a few different uh headlines that are basically oh, this. Okay, so let's um there's another one in here, so let's find it. Yeah, but they're all basically the same. It's essentially the headlines say something. Oh, wait, no, this is this is them pulling. Yeah. Yeah. This is them pulling it after the report. Okay. So the original. Dun, 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 dun. I know I saw my phone somewhere. Um, decided to stop working. Oh, is it? Is it this one? Yeah, oh, here we go. Here it is. Here it is. Yeah, okay. So yeah, this guy, is the Hanan right one. Hananoki. Yeah. So this guy Hananoki is is like a you know you got to view this as like a hydra, and it's a monster. Elon is the you know guy in a in a suit of armor fighting this monster, and this monster has these tentacles. And Eric Hananoki is a tentacle of the monster, and he publishes this thing titled "As Musk Endorses Anti-Semitic Conspiracy Theory, Comma X Has Been Placing Ads for Apple, Bravo, Bravo, IBM, Oracle, and Xfinity Next to Pro-Nazi Content." Okay, Ooh. so you click into this article. And it's a few set paragraphs that, by the way, are perfect. You, the thing you do have to give it to them. They're perfectly, uh, perfectly written so as to avoid defamation, right? Because th they write it in this passive voice uh, galore. Well, they, they write it in this perfect way where there's nothing actually false in there, right? Because as soon as you get something false, as soon as you make an actual false statement, then you would be completely fried for defamation. But the way that it's written by Hananoki, he just represents things in this way that is completely wrong, but he's very careful not to step in any holes in which he would be telling an overt lie. No factual statements. No factual statements that are wrong. It's right? like, hey, this stuff is yeah. happening, and here's a completely unrelated picture. I'm not saying that yeah. this picture is what I just you know posted in the previous paragraph. I'm just putting it right next to that paragraph. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying they're at all related. Right, that's, exactly. That's, he, yeah. right. He, There's no he's factual using connection. so many context cues to, to really make something seem like something's happening that is not happening. Uh if you want to read it, just go to the go to the website, look at it, scroll down, look at the screenshots. That will tell you why this is about brand safety. What's what happens is your it shows pictures of a Twitter feed. On the Twitter feed, there is a post from like somebody called like the Nationalist that says like, you know, Hitler was right because X and Y. <laughs> Hitler and, smelled really yeah, good. Yeah, Hitler was that great. And. By the way, these posts are totally innocuous. Like they're they're not they're not like super offensive. Like they're very one of them is just like talking about like random tenets of national socialism that aren't even like really like have anything to do with Jews at all. So so anyway, like they're very innocuous. They're just kind of like memes, you know. Like it's not it, it's content that you could never hope somebody would not share with each other. But anyway. So yeah, whatever there, it's, it's, very still, it's still like fringe, it's right? Fringy, it's fringy. It's Disney still doesn't want to be associated. Well, but with so that here's stuff. the here's the thing, right? So here's where it comes back to brand safety. Brands have this notion internally, which is complete bullshit, that they don't want to appear next to edgy content, right? Why not? Because they think that if you are scrolling through your feed and you follow a bunch of Nazis. <laughs> You yourself follow a bunch of Nazis and then an IBM ad pops up next to a post by a Nazi that that will somehow influence you to think that IBM 
is involved with Nazis, right? Like which that's, I that's mean, essentially, which uh, right? It's <laughs> like, like again, like then that's what the lawsuit gets into. This does not happen at all. I don't know what Kathy, unless Kathy you does in her free time, right? Like unless you follow intentionally, like a thousand Nazis, you would never get this material served to you. But if you follow a million Nazis, occasionally an ad will po- post against the tons of Nazis that you have decided to follow, right? I mean, it's just kind of like inevitable that that would happen. So that's well, that's what happens. But well, you even then, have to like you actually yeah. have to follow. You have to follow like two accounts. And one of them has to be the literally Hitler account and the other has to be IBM. Yes. That's the only way to make this to make this happen. Exactly. So that's what they did. They basically created fake accounts. They broke all kinds of like Twitter user rules to create these millions of fake accounts. And they made it so that those accounts only followed hardcore Nazis and IBM. (laughs) (laughs) So like which is I want to hang out with that guy. And then they're like, look. IBM ads are popping up next to our (laughs) Nazi content that we followed. So like, again, the way this headline is written, I just want to read it again. As Musk endorses anti-Semitic conspiracy theory, which was another tweet that Musk made about, you know, it was kind of Kanye-esque. It was just saying like, you know, oh, God forbid Jews have any responsibility for anything. But, um, you know, it's literally what we've been saying as Jews for the last three years. It's like completely fine. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe we shouldn't endorse um, all the yeah, all anti-white extreme yeah, leftist. Exactly. Yeah, like anti-white DI because yes, there's, uh, you know, it's it, it affects everybody. Yeah, that's what I say every day. The end of, you know, wokeness, which is anti-white hatred, is inevitably, if you're going to talk about white privilege, it is one tiny step away to talk about Jewish privilege. And yeah, eventually that is what's going just, to happen. Yeah. So anyway, so of course, uh, the, the, that that's what ends up happening. You know, these Elon said that, and then so they pin him to the wall for that, and then they um, in the same article they put all these screenshots of Nazi post next to IBM ad, right? Which, if you're looking at it with completely naive eyes, it looks like, oh my god, if I set up a Twitter account, I'm going to be immediately deluged with. Nazi posts supported by IBM, which is like the most ridiculous thing in the world. But that's what they're 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 representing is happening, which is an obvious misrepresentation. Um, but again, the reason why these lawsuits don't happen more regularly is because they write it so cleverly and they write it they they perfectly dance on the line of 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 uh, making an actual false statement. They never actually make a false statement. They let you in your mind connect the dots yourself, uh, but they themselves don't actually make a false statement. And there's, there's one there's one more element there um, that that's involved here that is usually not involved in other manipulative media articles like you know Bloomberg, New York Times, like whatever, MS, MSDNC, all that stuff. There's there's kind of one element here that's usually missing from the other ones, and that's sort of the, the um, activist journalist angle, right? So w- when you think of journalism, when you think of what you're supposed to do when you write these articles, it's you don't you don't sort of get personally involved. You don't you don't do the Aaron Brockovich thing and insert yourself into the story, right? That's kind of like rule one of journalism and we can um we can tangent off on that in a sec but but essentially when when people write these articles they they observe they observe a phenomenon right so normally what would happen here is they you know an actual twitter user would reach out and say like hey i'm getting all these ibm ads next to um next to all this nazi content like hey that's kind of weird, right? And the journalist merely observes or gets a screenshot from the actual user and writes a story about that. Here, conversely, what happened was uh, there was no ex-user. It wasn't even sort of, um, it wasn't even a random person who, you know, on their own, generated account was like let's you know let's see what happens here it it wasn't even an inspired like a journalist inspired story where the journalist starts asking a bunch of questions and users independently find a phenomenon that happens 
That's not all. These guys, according to the lawsuit, these guys actively created accounts and manipulated the algorithm and like, you know, refreshed their feeds uh, and followed the right accounts for this specific thing to happen. And that's, you know, I, I think that's what makes this actionable um, versus a lot of these other stories where, you know, they report on sort of gray or questionable facts where, you know, we don't know what the truth is, but uh, where it, at least they're, the journalist is writing up something that somebody told them. It's, you know, for what makes this actionable is what makes this different from everything else is like, for example, if, if you go to a restaurant and you find a cockroach in your food and you tell a journalist about it, or like you put it on Yelp, like, Hey, look, there was, I went to the restaurant. They served me this plate, like click, here's a cockroach in my plate versus what, you know, the lawsuit alleges media matters did where they came to the restaurant they got, uh, you know, an amazing bowl of spaghetti, took a cockroach out of their pocket. Like, it's not <laughs> like it on there, took a picture. It's like, there's a cockroach in my food and then wrote a damaging Yelp article or like, you know, some kind of article on there. It would like, be more like it, that's a great analogy. That's a great analogy, but we need to perfect the analogy. Yes. The analogy would be more like you go to a restaurant that like serves cockroaches <laughs> and serves other food okay. and then you like get the cockroach meal you yeah. get like the cockroach plate and then you also get your other plate and you put the plates really close to each other and then you take a picture of the other plate and be like look there's cockroaches in my food you know what i mean like yeah or you like arrive at the restaurant with cockroach bait and put it really near your food and like you know do everything you can to get the cockroaches to, get to approach to your food and then be like there's cockroaches look so it, it's more like that but that's a great analogy, actually. The Yelp analogy is is really, really good because it's uh, that's like kind of similar to what it is. It's like they completely manufactured the situation, right? You know what I mean? And then they're at they're they're writing the article as if this is just naturally occurring, and it actually is never naturally occurring, right? That's yeah. that's yeah. And X, you know, specifically points this out in the complaint. Uh, whether whether it's true or not, we don't know. Um, we don't, we don't have, uh, wait, what do you yeah. mean? We don't know what do you, what do you well, mean? like, we don't, we don't know what's, what's in X's algorithm, right? No. So what this, X, this is what's in the complaint. You know, maybe they published this stuff, but like, we don't know what's behind the curtain. Um, I'm, I'm not saying it's untrue, but they say, you know, the chances of this happening organically are like 0. 0.00000, you know, one something. And, you know, that's what they say. I believe them. So it um, says, the truth, okay, blah, 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 this is great. The, in fact, IBM's Comcast and Oracle's paid posts appeared on alongside the fringe content cited by Media Matters for only one viewer one, out of more than 500 million on all of X, and that was Media Matters. Yeah. And look, is, is this true? I don't know. You know, I, I haven't yeah. seen this stuff. I, I have no reason to deny that what X is yeah. alleging here is true. Yeah. And so it, the, it makes sense. No, no. It, I think this is that. So what they're saying is with all the manipulation. Right. No one else got served this cocktail this of cockroach. Nazi plus yeah. ad, plus IBM ad yeah. besides Media Matters themselves. Right. Right. Even with all the fake accounts they created to try and make this happen, even those accounts didn't get it. Only Media Matters itself, the account, got it. So, yeah, it's just total bullshit. So, all right. So let's talk about these claims. As a lawyer, you, you're going to have to walk us through these claims because, because, right. because, you know, again, like there were some, there were some news articles that came out that said sues for defamation. And that's actually not true. And because fraud, yeah. I, I heard, yeah. I think people were throwing the word fraud around. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, it's not, you know, it's not in this lawsuit. And um, I think Ken Paxton from Texas is investigating right now. Uh could there be some kind of, you know, element of criminal fraud there? Maybe. I don't know. But I think X wisely chose the cause of action that uh, that from these allegations would actually work because we talked about it the other day. Fraud usually involves some kind of misrepresentation to someone you're already in business with. Right. right and Media okay. Matters isn't really in business with the people that read its articles. Right. It's not it's not necessarily defrauding uh, X to gain some kind of financial advantage for itself. So, uh, you know, maybe if more facts come out, there could be some element of 
um, either civil or maybe like criminal fraud um, in, in Texas or, you know, some other state where it's misleading the public. So it may be more of like an unfair, uh, unscrupulous business practices type of thing that, you know, that may be actionable. But what we have here is really the crux. You know, there's three causes of action here, and um, they really all boil down to the same thing, which is a tortious interference with uh, with business or with a business advantage or with, you know, tortious interference with a contract. Um, and what, what that means is, and again, I don't, I don't practice in Texas, so, uh, I don't know exactly how the elements of their cause of action work, but if it's anything, you know, if it's anything like it is in all the other states, it's the cause of action, the elements are pretty straightforward. So I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna examine it like a bar exam question <laughs> and give you and just give you the highlights like so the key elements is um for tortious interference with a business contract is essentially so sorry just to yeah. just to be super clear there so they use the word defame in the in the the facts of the case right but the actual causes of action meaning the actual legal claims that you need to be guilty or not guilty of are not defamation but, one yeah sorry what? but it it's what? relevant it's definitely relevant the key the fact that they put defamation in there is relevant when we go to other through these elements okay okay when we discuss the actual elements there so the, the the there's three causes of action only three which is actually as as david pointed out this is a very short lawsuit. Lawsuit, extremely short. So it's like this is only fifteen pages, and that's for a lawsuit of this magnitude. That's actually quite, quite small. You know, this could be two hundred pages. Um, and so there's three: interference with contract, which it's like, you know, we're not Texas lawyers, so who knows what the fuck that is. Two, business disparagement. Also, never even heard of that in law school. And then number three, interference with prospective economic advantage. So these are three like tortious interference business laws that exist in Texas that like aren't that common, probably, or or maybe they are, but they just have weird names. Like it's weird. yeah, yeah, yeah. Un unless unless you um. Unless you do a lot of like either business litigation or you're a plaintiff's lawyer like I am and you do a lot of tort cause of action, there's no reason for you to know what the hell tortious interference is. So like in in plain English, these, you know, the three cause of action really boil down to one thing. And it's essentially this. So Media Matters knows that there's a contract between x and their advertisers and specifically these big advertisers that we were just talking about ah uh, yeah right so they know the contract exists uh media matters wants to insert itself and fuck up the contract interfere with it because they don't like elon and hence they don't like x and they wanted to go back uh to when it was uh basically a pravda or like an information arm of the deep state yeah yeah, which so, we saw in the age of uh, what was that gay guy's name when oh, he, and he yeah, was in my control, favorite. the yeah. manager, the <laughs> ultimate manager. Was it Yoel? Yoel, Yoel Roth. Yoel, yes. Yoel yes. Roth. Wonder what he's doing now. Yeah, he's partying, partying and playing. I, I promise you that. I hope he's well. <laughs> <laughs> he's partying and playing. And I wish him well. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Anyway, yeah. So, so they know the contract exists. Um, they want to. This, you know, destroy the business relationship. And it's not, you know, in order for it to be a lawsuit, you can't just, uh, you can't just, you know, just, just merely destroying the relationship um, doesn't, doesn't work, right? So let's say like, for example, if you have, um, so, you know, you, you have a, you have an ad company, right? An ad, ad agency. And, I own a competing ad agency and I know you signed a huge deal with Target, right? And I want to fuck that up either because, you know, I hate you, Isaac. I'm so jealous of you or I want that Target business. So what I do is um, I go to Target and I say, 
hey guys, uh, so I know you signed that contract with him, but you should know, like Isaac runs this blog where he talks about uh, shipping trans children to Iran and throwing them off a roof and, have, and stoning them. Like you really should check it out, right? Now, if I do that and Isaac actually, like you actually do have a blog like that, that's, yeah, I'm interfering with a contract, but it's not, here's the thing, it's not a tortious. It's not, it's not tortious. a wrongful, yeah. It's not it's a true. wrongful interference. Exactly. It's true. Yeah, because okay. it's true. If if I if I disclose some information that's accurate and um I didn't obtain it wrongfully, then there's nothing wrong with it. But if I if I, you know, hired some guy in Pakistan to create the blog and somehow, you know, put your name on it or associate it with you in order to destroy your relationship uh with Target, that makes it wrongful. Right? Because I'm um I, I created something fake and defamatory against you that would knowingly destroy this business relationship that you have. And that's that's where the defamation in the complaint becomes relevant is because I guess X is saying, um, you know, it's not like you published Media Matters published a true article to destroy the relationship with our advertisers. Uh, they knowingly manufactured a situation to defame us or you know yeah it's like the yelp article. it's like the yelp article like it's imagine exactly if like you were you had a competing restaurant and you 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 know you brought your roach bait to the to the yeah. restaurant you like sat way in the corner and yeah. you like knocked on the wall and we're just like roaches please come to the thing and then you you know took a picture of the roaches and we're like look there's roaches like that would definitely be torturous tortious yeah. interference like yeah. you manufactured the yes. situation right yes. i mean like that seems like that's what this is. I guess the only thing, can Media Matters make a defense of, well, we're not in competition with Twitter? Can they say, well, we're, we're not business, we're not business uh, yeah. adversaries? That doesn't, so yeah, that, 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 that doesn't that matter. matter. Yeah. No, no, that doesn't matter. It's, you know, it doesn't matter why you do it. It could be, it could be because I'm a competitor or, just or not. like, Any I, I don't like yeah. your face. Yeah. <laughs> it does, that, that part doesn't really matter. Yeah. Well, uh, so it so seems the like they're fried here. then. I mean, because if, if you don't need to have some sort of competing business interest, then they definitely are guilty. The competing. Yeah. So, so that's, that's going to be the question is, um, does their manufacturing of these things constitute actionable, actionable, wrongful conduct? Right. Is is manufacturing these, you know, posts or, you know, these these ads, is is it sufficient to create that? And, you know, after all this information came out that um, where Elon exposed them for manufacturing this, you know, does does that have any effect on it? Where like the advertisers now know that these guys are basically lying. Um, how you know, how is that going to affect it? Because now the advertisers know and you know what if they decide not to go back you know what does that mean um i don't know right so that's so if if this gets passed uh like a uh, motion to dismiss or like we talked about earlier media matters is definitely going to try to move this out of texas because uh, just you know reading this complaint i don't see much of a connection to texas right so why did elon uh sue in texas uh well what do we got here the northern district of Te oh, okay so it's fort worth so you know obviously uh it's because northern texas is likely gonna look on elon and it, what, what he's doing more favorably than the um the the dc court right where is this a where, where media matters is located where where's you know usually you you have to file a lawsuit where the defendant is located or where like the wrongful actions took place. Uh, and here, I think media, it says media matters is in DC, if I'm not mistaken. Right. right. So yeah. Yeah. So principal place of business is in DC and uh, you know, we, we know who the judges are in, in the, DC districts. Right. Yeah. The DC district to just have so everybody knows is full of ultra liberal globalist, like power hungry judges, both on both on the federal level and the state level. This is a state case, though. This is not a no, federal no, this, case. this is federal. This is federal. So there's okay, no so this yeah, is a federal case. Yeah, yeah. There's no there's no uh, DC. It's it's the it's a the, federal district. The federal in there's DC. No, yeah, yeah, there's no there's but no just so you there's know, no like, state. 
That would be that would be like Maryland State Court. That's where all the power hungry elites go and do their clerkships is in the D.C. circuit, uh, because that's like the the power center is is where that happens. So the the D.C. circuit is like very, uh, you know, ultra liberal. Okay, so. um, All right. So talk a little bit more about that. So they're going to try and move this venue. First of all, why is this in federal court at all? Is that like how, why, why, what gives this federal jurisdiction? So uh, I imagine it's because, well, to get into federal court, you need, you need to meet certain, um, certain criteria. So one, the lawsuit has to be based on uh, federal cause of action, which this one is not. Otherwise, it has to be between residents of different states. Ah, okay. So there's an interstate. There's an interstate. It's called thing. yeah. It. It's called diversity jurisdiction. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, I remember back this. when diversity used to you know mean <laughs> actually mean something, yeah. which means different states, and the lawsuit has to be for an amount over seventy five thousand, which I think uh, ruining the business relationship between or injunctive relief, and- probably because because this is for injunctive relief. I think actually, I it's. Right. What do they want? I think the I think no, that's a great question. Yeah. I think the prayer is for injunctive Let's, relief. Only injunctive. Let's go. Let's, or is uh, it also yeah, prayer for relief? Well, relief. actual, actual and consequential. So, so yeah, they want actual, they want okay. money. They do want money. Yeah, they, they want, want money. money. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. so it's got to be over over seventy five k. Essentially, different, you got to give it to them for writing this. This is such a rudimentary complaint. It's, it's I mean, great. You got to yeah. give it to them. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, anytime you can do something with fewer words, especially. In in the law, when you're writing any kind of legal pleading, to do it this with fewer, way. yeah, if you yeah. can use fewer words for something, um, it only speaks to the quality of the law. So here's what they want: actual and consequential damages. So that means monetary damages, loss of revenue, for example. And so that's going to be huge for Elon because yeah. if he can get a big chunk of money from fucking media matter, matters to replace the advertising revenue he's lost, like that's so cool. I mean, the likelihood of that happening within the next like very long time is is pretty small. And then and then a preliminary and permanent injunction. So okay. The two types of relief in law, just so you guys know, are damages, which is money, and injunctions, injunctive relief, which is actions. So when you're asking for damages, you're asking for money back or money for whatever happened. It, when you're asking for an injunction, you're actually asking for an action. You're asking for a court order to force somebody to act in a certain way. Right. So they're at, they're stop, acting for both. Stop doing something. Yeah, or stop doing something. So they're act, asking for both here. They're saying we want money. The lost revenue from the ads, and we want. Uh, so I think this it, yeah. is the crux of it. I think this really boils. They want the article to be taken down. Remove the article. Remove the article. And I think I think this is this is eventually what happens. You think that that's, that's what'll happen? I think that's going to be the settlement. Is that's that's going to be the win for Elon? We'll take the article is, down. Yeah, yeah. Then taking right. taking that because that that's a scalp for him. That's a scalp, and they both take scalps of the other side. Like again, yeah. this is like imagine like a knight fighting a fucking hydra, and it's like, so when when they publish this article, did you see what they did? They do updates on the top of the article, and the updates on the top of the article said, uh, "Update: IBM promises to remove its advertising yeah. from X." Update two, <laughs> you know, like like Oracle decides yeah. to remove its ads. So they're they they're they're boasting. They're saying we got scalp, we got scalp, we got scalp. Like yeah. we're they're showing that they're taking blood. And so yeah. this is what Elon is so good at. Yeah. He understands how to play this game. Like he understands how to take scalps and like he knows how to like draw blood from the other side, which is really yeah. what he's doing there. And I think that Rufo, I think that's very Rufo dumb. is fucking brilliant. It's great it. at that. Yeah. yeah. And and he does it very publicly and just, you know, just he's completely transparent about what he's doing because like this is this is what billionaires do. Yeah. They take like blood. when you when you like they take what, scalps. Yeah. Like what what after yeah. you after you have a billion dollars or multiple billions, like what what else is there for you to do? At that point it's just like a metaphorical or literal uh, scalp collection. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's <laughs> right. all your life. Fucking is. people over, yeah. right? It's just, and it's and just getting them scalp. to do your bidding, like getting other big, like 
like beasts to like do what you want. Yeah. And that's what Elon, that's why Elon's such a fucking hero is because he just goes up against like the full fucking like power of the world, you know? Yeah. The real villains. Yeah. The real villains. So that, I mean, that's why it's so cool that you're right. You're totally right. Like he'll probably settle for two. Although Twitter is in huge trouble financially because, you know, it's like, it's very hard to do this without advertising. Yeah. It's very hard to have a public forum without advertising. So, you know, that's why he hired Yaccarino and, and all that shit, because uh, he knows how to play the game, you know? All right. So, so okay, excuse me. So let's go back to what is the first move? What is the first action in this lawsuit? What happens? So probably the first thing that media... So, okay. So what, what needs to happen is um, when a complaint is filed, the plaintiff needs to serve the complaint on the defendants, right? So X has to hire a process server to walk the papers to media matters and you know serve it on their on their whoever their agent for service of process is. And I'm sure Media Matters uh they have their white shoe firm ready to go and I'm sure they've reached out to Elon's lawyers and are like we will accept, you know, no reason to to actually serve it. So the next the next step once the service has happened is uh, the defendant has a certain amount of time, like a month or so, to respond to the complaint, and they can do it in various ways. Um, one, they can file what's called an answer and just say, "Here's our response to all the allegations." And after that step, everything proceeds to the discovery stage. Um, there's almost zero chance that's going to happen here. The other, the other options for defendants, uh, so especially in this case, is either a motion to dismiss the complaint or a motion, um, well, one, to dismiss for subject matter jurisdiction, uh, meaning that like they file a motion that says the court doesn't actually have jurisdiction to take the case on because, you know, they filed it in the wrong place or something like that. Or they'll do like a, a motion to transfer it to a different court, right? Most likely DC by saying, you know, all the witnesses, all the relevant information is located in DC and it's the more proper venue. Yeah. So they're going to move. The first thing they're going to do is move to take it out of Texas and move it to DC. Basically they want, yeah. So the first move is let's move it somewhere where the judges like us a lot more yes. and are more likely to grant the motion to dismiss, yes. right? So if that's successful, then step two is then they file the motion to dismiss that says that even if everything X says in this complaint is true, uh, it still doesn't fit any of the criteria for, uh, an actual case. So even if they everything they say is true, uh, there's no lawsuit because there's no wrongdoing sufficient to um, to make a case or a claim um, where, you know, interestingly, if they move this out of Texas, uh, they might they might just say that all these cause of action, they don't exist in D.C. Right, right, right. And then yeah. they try and demand, OK, so let's take two paths here. One path, it stays in because okay, so I, I've heard it's a Trump judge that's going in front of, right? Okay, so there's going to be a friendly Trump Trump judge say he's like, no, 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 this is staying in Texas, even though that seems like a bit of a stretch, right? Uh, but say it does stay in Texas, then what, like, like, then what happens? Okay, so they stay in Texas, then they'll still file a motion to dismiss the case, which again says, like, everything you know, assuming everything in the complaint is true. Um, there's still no legal wrongdoing alleged, right? So judge, you got to toss this case out. Now, assuming the judge looks at everything and says, eh, I don't know, you know, you, you kind of did manufacture this by putting the cockroach in the food. Yeah. Uh, there, there, there's enough here to at least, you know, survive. We don't know whether any, any of what X alleges is true, but on a motion to dismiss, the judge has to take everything in the complaint as if it's like 100% gospel. And so reading the complaint, let's say the judge says, yeah, there's enough here, right? Then we proceed to the discovery stage that we talked about. And that's what that's what most defendants are, 
especially defendants like this with many, many skeletons in their closet are terrified yeah, of. They don't want discovery. So this is a very important thing to know for people in our space. And this is in my brief forays into uh, litigation. No one wants to turn over their records. Nobody wants to send you all of their emails. That's like a huge fear that people have because say that media matters emails. So if discovery happens, if the venue is rejected, the venue change is rejected. So it stays in Texas. Discovery begins. Then when discovery begins, that means that Elon's side gets to ask media matters for all of their emails regarding this issue. And, and the thing is when people and their texts, and so they're going to go, they're going to go, yeah. Mr. Hananoki, um, where's your text about you, this? You, you have to turn over your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And you have to, we have to you just have to give look us... at everything yeah. inside your phone. And the thing is people in texting relationships and emailing relationships, they don't think about this in the moment. You know, they, they, they don't think Not this is going to be litigating later, no matter who you are, no right. one thinks about this. So if you have to return all those things over, there's going to be so much damning shit in there about the way media matters works and the way they target people. And so the last thing media matters wants in the world is to have the light shown on its ass, you know, like on, yeah. on the way that it fucking does these things. Yeah. So they're going to do whatever they can to make sure that discovery does not happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they're gonna they're gonna pay the most expensive law firm um in in the district. Yeah. Maybe probably even in the country, because they operate everywhere to make this go away before uh in any a single email sees the light of day. Yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna or be, settle. Right. Because they don't want that to so tell me this. When you get emails in discovery, can you release those to the public? Unless, yeah, unless there's a uh, protective order, 100%. Yeah. So it's you can public. just turn around and just be like, these are public. It's public, yeah. yeah. So they really don't want that. No. You know, and like that's yeah. like their biggest fear. And if you want a protective order, like you have to justify it. Yeah. You can't just say, oh, we want a protective order because, uh, you know, we've been, we've, we've actually been secretly texting swastika. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, guy, the guys that are like, oh, we're against Nazis, you know. Uh, if it, you really release- embarrassing. That that doesn't qualify. Yeah. If you release our emails, Jews will die. <laughs> oh, it's it's like those guys from remember those guys from Lewis Brisboy? Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, what is this? The uh, so you know Lewis. Yes, Brisbane, yeah, the yeah. Biggest yeah, law yeah. firm where those two partners were like all like the diversity, equity, inclusion. You know the racial justice guys, and then the, yeah. like, they release the emails, and it's like that fucking Jews. Yeah, <laughs> like, that judge, what a black. You know? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, lawyers are actually like the most racist, crass people. Like behind, you know, that's what auto admit. You know, auto admit is this great like message board, and people get like fired all the time because they find out they posted on auto admit. What? Wait, what? Did, auto admit is like the racist law board. Oh, it's like, it's like racist law for chance. So, so it's like the the above the law uh comment section yeah it's the above the law comment section it's like the racist law yeah. board no but it's like it's a rule of thumb that the more like racial justicey or virtue signaling someone is in public uh the more the more the more horrific their like private texts, texts are. are yeah yeah so you know these media matters motherfuckers are just like being so insane behind closed doors yeah, because they're all probably like gay. They're all like gay Jews who are like just like probably they hate black people like so much. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's always yeah, yeah. it's always the ones that scream about it the loudest. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So um, all right. Well, anything else? Anything else we need to analyze here in this uh in this thing? No, man. I think we've been pretty comprehensive. Yeah, we spe- I think we've speculated enough on this, but um, I'm, well, I'm pretty okay, confident so, so, it's gonna it's gonna go the way. The yeah, way you think this will go well for Elon? Now, yeah. So give us yeah, the, the overall yeah. take. I think I think. Well, so okay, I think it actually. I'm not sure. I think it may actually get transferred out of Texas, based you know based on the the complaint. Uh, and the question then is like, where is it going to go? And if it goes to DC, um, is there, is there 
a similar enough cause of action in in DC or or you know do they maintain their Texas cause of action? I think those are the questions. So if if they can maintain them, then even in DC, I think it squeaks by a motion to dismiss, and ultimately there's a settlement where uh, Elon gets what he wants is like the removal of the article. So do you think he doesn't care about the money? I don't know. No, he definitely. I mean, look. How Grant, deep Grant's, are the, how deep are their pockets? Anyway, Grant, is really the question. I mean, like how, how I think they're pretty deep. I think grand scheme of things, like the the grand slam for Elon is, you know, obviously he like bankrupts these guys. But where does media matters think, even get its money? I mean, the bankrupts are they, yeah. they got to be a four hundred one c three. They're not a private right, company. right. It, it's a. I mean, I meant it like metaphorically. Where do they get their money? Who gives? I mean, Sor- Soros is a big contributor, right? So he is. So Soros and gives then, them money, and then the guy that founded it, I. Isn't he like rich? I don't know. I, I don't I have know. No who, idea. But didn't the guy like the founder or like the the guy that heads this thing? Wasn't he behind the campaign to try to disbar uh, every lawyer who represented Trump? So remember that? It, yes. So no. Yeah, I, I was intimately involved in this. So there, there, there were oh, that's two, right. yeah. or there were two organizations. Eastman. There were two organizations that were trying to do that. So one was called like the United Democracy States Fund right. or something okay. like that. You know, like it was these bullshit names. And there was two of them that had that like that same name. Oh wait, what was the other one? Oh, the other one was called Project Sixty Five. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's. And so both of these were very similar. Yeah, these were very similar, these things. They were sort of these like, yeah, these these uh, hydras, you know, that are there to make things difficult and try and do whatever they can to get their political enemies destroyed. And the question is, where does the money for this shit come from? Like, who gives these people fucking money? I don't understand. Yeah. The thing is, it's like it used to be that it was sort of like lefty. Jews. It was like lefty, big shot fucking Jews. But now those people can't give money to these things anymore because these things are trying to kill them. I hope. <laughs> you know, like so. Who is going to fund? This? I hope they've learned their lesson. Who is going to fund these things? I mean, like I, you know, I have some family that's like distant family that are like ultra rich, um, Mayflower types. You know, really ultra descended. You know, the the aunt somebody's single aunt that's like 17 times removed that still owns the you know big amount of the money that the family had so there's a few of those there's a few of these like like female owned family trusts that are like 17 I don't know you have like seven generations down the road from some billionaire <laughs> that like made fucking jam uh, you know so like, like yeah like you know they made like fucking applesauce so it's like it's like nan <laughs> nan on succession yeah. like those people yeah 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 it's like it's like you know mildred you know mildred miller and it's like mildred yeah. miller fucking lives on like 400 acres you know and has access to all this money and she does has no idea what she's doing so yeah so she's probably giving you know uh, 20 million a year to fucking the media guilty matters. yeah the guilty Jesus uh, the guilty children of the former yes. industrialist right right it's like and of she's angry bingle you know yeah, yeah she, people who yeah, actually right. she has seven dogs and she's just like well what do i do with my time she just goes on the internet and some fucking bastard like comes to her house and it's like give me 10 million loves and rachel she does it. yeah fuck. loves rachel maddow oh, this is why we it's, it's really rubbing the bean out to rachel maddow really every day it's just so bad man um, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're good here, Matt. I think we're good. We'll, we'll post this ASAP on the internet. Oh, well now, now it comes for the announcement. My, my big announcement. Wait, we got to do a cheers. We got to, oh yes. Cheers. Do you have any whiskey left in there? No, I need a little more. We got to do a cheers for the, for the announcement. All right. Don't tell my wife. All right, here we go. My lips are sealed. <laughs> Look, I, don't tell my wife internet yeah. all right <laughs> okay all right what's the announcement oh cheers first, cheers first. <sighs> all right so like i said where everybody's been slacking off this entire week because it's thanksgiving um justice never sleeps and this week i filed a a lawsuit against warner brothers who terminated my client because uh, she refused to get the experimental COVID jab because of her religious objection to it. 
And instead of um, accommodating her, which, you know, they easily could have, uh, and actually, you know, evaluating her case to see whether even she could be uh, accommodated, uh, they basically just canned her like a bunch of these companies and giant corporations just, you know, threw away these people like fucking paper bags in the trash because because they could essentially and they did this a couple of years ago um the day before thanksgiving that's when they canned her so you know on the anniversary the day before thanksgiving oh. here you go warner brothers so tell us a little happy more about thanksgiving it. eve yeah happy thanksgiving warner brothers so so tell so tell us a little more about this. Like what? Yeah. So um, you probably know um, Hollywood got all these carve outs during the pandemic to um, you know keep the content generating machine going, right? So while everybody else was locked down, they kept working, right? So my client, um, she's. She's like a post-production person that really like she works like in a small room surrounded by machines by herself, never sees another human being. Right. That was that was her thing. She was an editor and she she worked throughout the beginning of the pandemic, as did a lot of these people, you know, with masking and, you know, safety, pro, like all that stuff that they did. Testing. Right. Testing was the big one. Everybody got tested twice a week and that was fine. Uh, but. At some point, it was like months and months and months after um, these vaccines came out. At a point, by the way, when everybody already knew that they did not prevent transmission. When it was like public information that they did not do anything to prevent transmission. That's when Warner Brothers and a bunch of these other studios decided to institute a vax mandate. That's when they did it, right? So um, they obviously trusted the science. And, you know, regardless of prior infection, natural immunity, like, you know, all the stuff that we knew about forever, uh, they decided, you know, basically no exceptions, you're getting the vax. And they, you know, they instituted like this sort of accommodation system where it was, you know, nominally they said, oh, you can, you know, you can apply for an accommodation. But, you know, uh, you know, what we say in, in this lawsuit is that while they nominally had an accommodation system, really, they just arbitrarily denied all these people. It was either like a vax or you get fired. And my client submitted her religious accommodation. You know, she had a legitimate, you know, religious reason for not doing this. Which do can we know what that is or not? No, no, let's we don't want to get into yeah, 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 yeah. It's just getting into yeah. yeah. No, no, you're right. You're right. No, we just, shouldn't. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just getting into the weeds. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to, you know, go through this woman's personal um, religious beliefs on, on this podcast. Of course, of course. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely not. No, we should respect. But like, look, here's the thing: the company accepted it. They accepted her legitimate um, religious exemption, but they just said, "We can't accommodate you." Um, without, you know, based on what I've seen without really even examining whether they could or not. So instead of using, uh, you know, what would be the legitimate scientific method of, we know these things don't prevent transmission. Let's keep, you know, masks. I mean, we know that's bullshit, but whatever. Why don't we keep doing what we've been doing all this time successfully? Why don't we test people twice a week? Because that's really the only way to find out whether someone has COVID. No. We're giving we're giving everyone uh, the vax and we're going to stop doing the testing. So guess what happens uh, like weeks after she's fired? They don't do testing, but a completely vaxxed person who obviously got infected uh, just got everyone sick. So what does that mean? It means that their uh, methodology was flawed. <laughs> <laughs> but does that matter but legally? Um, well, I mean, it just, it just shows like how, you know, wrong, wrongheaded this, this whole vaccination campaign was like right. wrongheaded yeah, and yeah, like sure. anti-science. It was, it was, totally it was just hysteria. Yeah, hysteria. it was, it was hysteria. And so they just like, they threw away this woman, um, who had, you know, profound religious belief. They just threw away like a piece of trash because she didn't want to subject herself, uh, to these experimental medications. Like, you know, yeah, it's insane. Like so many other people. 
Just like the the soldiers, and now they're asking the soldiers to come back. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. They, they kicked him out. And they're like, "Please come back," because yeah. we we have no uh, white men to throw into the grist mill for Israel. No, yeah. <laughs> just just kidding. To enter into the next school. <laughs> that's not even. That's not even. That's that was a total joke. But um, uh, all right. Well, dude, thank you so much. Cheers. All right. Law. The headline is lawsuit filed against Warner Brothers for COVID. Discrimination. Discrimination. Lawsuit filed against Warner Brothers for COVID. Uh, okay. More information to follow. Yeah, well, more information to follow. Okay. All right. Thanks, David. Oh. Ah, nice.